0: This is the Endless Ranters Podcast.
1: Good evening, Endless randers. Welcome back for episode 107 of your Endless randers podcast. Thanks for watching, listening, subscribing. We truly appreciate the support. My name is Chris, and I'm back this week after a few weeks off. Uh, but I'm just one of two Endless randers hosts for this evening. I'm joined by the one and only producer, Manny. What's going down, my man?
0: It's the two in the house. What is up? Good to see you again. I, I heard you were the- attacked by bees.
1: I was, yeah. It's the gruesome twosome. <clears throat> yeah, is that the thing for two? Yeah, yeah. I was attacked viciously by bees. Uh, <clears throat> I Tell
0: had done me about nothing.
1: it. I had done nothing to these bees, uh, other than, you know, the hire a bee man to come and destroy them all. They have little little kids trying to sneak it in here. But uh,
0: did he come in a bee costume?
1: Uh, he did. They were in the full bee outfits. Oh, yeah. 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 When he came out to do the estimate, he wore like a, a bee costume, like the guy from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, but when he came out here, yeah, when they came out here, hey, good night. When they came out here, you know, all right. So to set it, set it all up, so yes. for the last couple of years, you know, my wife and I have been, you know, we've been divorced for a few years, but uh, bees have made their home in the, um, I don't know what you call it, soffits some areas in our attic uh, right. above the front door. So bees are just living there. Just, you know, they're pretty high up, so they don't really mess with anybody. They, but bees have been living there for a few years. So apparently they've, uh, they burrowed their way inside. And uh, the, the guy just, you know, kind of like fast forward a little bit. The guy thought there would be 20,000 to, 20, to 50,000 bees. Right. in Up in the soffits of this house. So um
0: it's a substantial amount
1: yeah a lot a lot but they were just <laughs> up there and you would just see maybe you know 20 30 bees at a time that's it but you know then you start to realize that wow there are a lot more there have got to be a lot more bees in there um okay come on good night, night. all right you gotta go all right all right so there's yeah. So there's like a ton of bees up there and I guess somebody got stung and then it becomes, it becomes kind of a thing where like, you know, somebody, something bad's going to happen. Um, so we had to hire a bee guy. He came out and he didn't put his bee suit on for a long time. So there are bees all around. He was up on a ladder. He's like brushing away. He's like looking, inspecting. There's bees like flying everywhere. Right. So then he comes down and gets his suit on. But man, they brought out the whole works. It was really intense. Um, so those two guys in full bee beekeeper outfits, right? And I guess they say they're, they're still getting stung a lot, you know, because these things are just not that thick. Yeah. Um,
0: they just so they come out.
1: They're up on a, they're on a ladder. They're bringing like a reciprocating saw to like saw out parts of the soffit, like you know, um, just siding of the house.
0: All right. Um, Are they also going to come back and, you know, repair that or? Well, they
1: must be. The thing is, these guys are really good handymen and also good at getting rid of bees. Uh, So they're bee experts and they can also like paint, you know, cut things out, like repair things, you know. Um, Okay. So, yeah, it was really intense. It was, um, uh, they were up there on a ladder. They had this like big box with like a vacuum cleaner. So it looked like a like a you know those wooden boxes you'd see you know how, like beekeepers used to store the bees, um, but they had that with a ladder. They were up there cutting stuff out. At one point, well, uh, I got attacked like midway through and had to take a shower, so I didn't know what was going on.
0: <laughs> uh, you were like in shock. Is like I need to go. Yeah, but there's Get a the there's a
1: there's a window above the door where the kids were up there watching the whole time. And I have a couple of videos of this guy. He's up there. He's like got this huge area of our roof like cut out, or you know, like not the, I don't even know what you call it, the underside. Um, and he's like just got his arm in there and he's like scooping out massive chunks of honeycomb and honey, and it's like dripping down, you know, it's like it's it's incredible. But anyway, so I started, I was out there and he kept they kept saying, like, you might you should go inside. Like they kept saying, you should go inside. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to video this.
0: It'd be a hard ass risk at all.
1: Well, and my son, I was like, my son's for his YouTube channel. He was like, you should video. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stand over here across the street and video it.
0: Shout out to Pantry Raiders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like standing across the street and it was, everything was fine for like the first 10 minutes. He's up there. He's like cutting stuff out. I'm watching him. Like you can see, like the bees are so thick in the air around him but I'm, I don't know. I'm like 50 yards away, maybe. Mm -hmm. So then like, all of a sudden this bee starts like really coming after me. So I'm in like,
0: you. well, I'm in
1: normal. Well, he's like flying around me. So I'm in normal mode where in normal mode, if, if a bee is just flying around and you swat at it, it's like, Whoa, what, what the fuck, you know? And it just flies away. Cause it's not really like in that, in an aggressive mode, but these bees were pissed. So like, I think if I would have just stood there and let it fly around, it would have left me alone, you know. But I swatted at it and then like it was like pissed. And it was like me against one bee. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like it was there and I was like, what the what the hell, man? This bee won't won't leave. Like I swatted, it. I had my hat off. I was like swatting it. <laughs> I made contact two or three times. And then all of a sudden the bee reared back and like back, right in my forehead right here. I'm not even kidding. Like a couple of days ago, it looked like I had a huge zit still <laughs> and it still feels hard, but like, I I swear I could see it. Like this bee was like right there. And he like, bam. And it felt like, yeah, it felt like someone took like a tack hammer and like hit me in the forehead. And I was like, Oh shit, that hurt. And then like, I started having this thought, like I could be in, I could be in trouble here. Like I could be in trouble. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, it would make sense that this bee is like calling out to other bees and I'm not that far away. And I started right. having this thought, like, I, I think I need to run. I need to flee. So I had to run back across the street to, to my house. And then like, not through the garage, but I decided to run around the fence and into the backyard and inside. But like, as soon as I got to the front yard, like there were multiple, there was like a dozen bees on me. Like, and you can, it was weird because you, you know, they're, they're small, but you can kind of sense them around you. And I could like sense like all these things, these dark things around me, because they're all like really aggressive too. You know what I mean? They're not like trying to get lost, like fly away and come back. They're just all <laughs> like, they're like circling your head.
0: So, so to that, I'm
1: freaking running for my life through the backyard. And at this, I'm just thinking to myself, I have to get to my shower. Right. You know, I have to get to my shower because now these bees are in my fucking hair. They're in my shirt and, and they're pissed, they're like really pissed. And they're talking to each other and there's just more and more. So, man, I like ran, I was like running around there getting stung. I got stung, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 times. Right. And like four of them were real bad, like, like really swollen for over a week. <laughs> like to the point where I was a little bit worried, Um, but yeah, I made it inside. I killed a few bees once I got inside, but there are bees on me. Right. There are bees on my shirt. They're like in my shirt, Um, ran into the bedroom, ran into the shower, like stripped off all my clothes. Like I could hear bees like in my shirt and I got I in the shower, got naked and got in the shower stall, closed the closed door behind me. And I was like, just, you know, like had the shower on jet. So I was like, there's bees in my hair.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I got, yeah. I got
1: to get the bees off my body. And get these bees out of my hair, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like finally when I got in the shower, I was like, "Holy shit!" And then, then I, at that point, I realized like how many times I got stung, and like how like it kind of hurt. <laughs> like, I was, and it's like curious because it's like, why does it? How does that hurt? You know? Yeah. Like, how why does this thro- why is it throbbing still? Like this is like a tiny little thing. <laughs> so yeah, I got like some bad ones on my wrist that are still scabbed up like I was good about the one on my forehead, not touching it. Right. You know, cause I touched the one on my leg and one of on my arm. I was like scratching it and it like got really, got really bad.
0: So yeah,
1: the one on my forehead has gone away, but man, yeah, <clears throat> they lit me up Yeah, they lit me up and the, and the, I guess the whole time upstairs in the window, my, my kids were all watching and one of them mm-hmm. was like really horrified. Cause she saw me getting attacked and was like, she had been really worried that I was out there in the first place, right, so and then she witnessed me get, get to, like looking like a looking like a fool across the street you know like i you know just like you can imagine like I'm just on the street all of a sudden I'm like swatting one b and then I'm like you know, then I'm like freaking out for all my hat, losing my glasses, and then like running like a you know like crazy across the street, yeah, and then I really couldn't say much because like. The two guys, the two beekeeper guys were like,
0: Oh, yeah, oh, I do know yeah. what their thoughts were throughout this entire
1: Yeah, I couldn't say anything like because they're like, Yeah, we get stung like 50, you know, like 100 times while we're out here.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. like Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and then also, like the whole thing that they're warning you to go inside yeah. the whole time. You're like, Nah, I'm good. It's like, like I, know, told you. I know bees. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at one point some some woman like a prime delivery driver, like one of these freelance people drove up in a car to like deliver a package and one of the guys like charged her car cuz she like got out of her car door and like charged her car I was like get in your car, get in your car. And he was in a full B suit. So that probably <laughs> Boy, was the crazy. bees
0: save yourself.
1: Yeah, that was probably pretty crazy. <laughs> and I had a lot of flashbacks for like two days about these, those killer bee movies. I, don't, I think we even talked about this on oh, all those made like, for
0: TV movies or whatever. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, man. Early nineties. These bees are smart. <laughs> I remember this <laughs> they're, thing from the aggressive. They're aggressive and they talk and they communicate. And they're smart.
0: They throw up gang signs,
1: man. I, I kind of tell you, like I got, I, I kind ran across the street. I'd been stung once like, and you know, I just felt like as I ran by, like, I just all these bees were like, like, oh, like turning their head, like, oh, yeah, yeah, get them. We got a runner. We got a runner. <laughs> got a runner. <laughs> yeah, man. There was this thing in those movies where um, I remember this thing from the movie where if you like someone was like, I'm going to get in my sleeping bag and they mm-hmm. can't get me and they're like, no, no, no. There's like one they're waiting little,
0: for you in there.
1: Well, that that could be it. But if there, but it was like if there's one little hole, like, it's like the whole hive knows about it instantly, and they're all trying to get in that hole. (laughs) Like, there's not like one or two bees are like, oh look what I found an entrance. No, it's like as soon as one bee sees the entrance, like all the bees know the entrance.
0: Well, it's because they're they're connected. They got that hive mind going on.
1: Yeah, man. I guess that's where it comes from—the whole hive mind thing. These fucking these bees, man, little terrorists yeah i really don't care like i don't care if it ends humanity and like flowers and food as we know it all, all the bees have to die
0: no nah, man that's where i have to politely disagree because i'm a i'm a honey fiend I, I need that shit
1: well you got to get used to honey sauce with a lot of high fructose corn syrup my friend no
0: no no i use like i'm actually talking about like the legitimate you know harvested honey not none of this synthetic crap
1: oh you want to talk about honey for 20 to 30 minutes, okay. I now there's that that Netflix documentary series Rotten. There's oh. an ep- episode on honey. Have you seen that?
0: I'm sure I did and I forgot about yeah. it because I was probably really high when I watched yeah. it.
1: Yeah and then you don't want to remember it either. But no, there is such a thing as honey sauce. It was like counterfeit honey that the uh, that uh the Chinese try to import, try to export into the United States. Um there's a whole thing about it, but uh, update the bee guy had to come out yesterday because after he finished them off no man really? like he said that it would take a few days for the bees to realize that this is not their home anymore
0: oh i thought he was just back there to admire his work he's like yeah i did a great no job.
1: no like i guess some of the areas where he caulked between the wood and brick he didn't really caulk it thick enough because mm. these bees were like trying to push their way back in and they did
0: holy shit so like three or four days ago
1: i was up there i was like i I think I could, I think I saw a bee like disappear into the wood again.
0: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So
1: they came out and there was a two spots in the caulk where they had pushed their way through. So he had to come back out, get up on the ladder. He got, he had no, he was up there with nothing, no protection at all. Like swatting these bees away and they're like stinging his head. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what, maybe they're like handyman beekeepers and also like masochists. You know what I mean? They, th- they like, they live. They love pain.
0: I mean, that's a. I'm not so. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. But
1: um, yeah. He had to. He get up there and he sprayed a bunch of poison up inside again, and then had to recalk a bunch of areas. So, we'll see. And then to uh, about an hour ago when I got home. Yeah. There's still like maybe um, I don't know like a peewee football size <laughs> swarm of bees hanging off. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, there's still like a, a large amount of bees like hanging off this area. They're we'll just throw it all, up
0: on the uh show Yeah, they're Instagram all just attached to each
1: other. Yeah, they're all just attached to each other, just up on wood.
0: It's like the remainder of the gang that isn't willing yeah. to let go.
1: Yeah, that's like that's that's like um they have these coordinates marked. <laughs> that's crazy too, right?
0: You know, Again, I I, I'd feel
1: better if they're just like wandering around aimlessly, but no, they're all like, no, 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 this is the place we have to be. <laughs> And there's there's still like thousands of them, yeah, flying around. Anyway, but yeah, uh yeah, honey. There's like uh the we did get this beekeeper, his deal, his prices were the lowest because he keeps the honey and he sells it.
0: And so that just makes you question do other bee specialists that do come out? Do they just like, all right, we got rid of the bees? Here's the honey.
1: Yeah, they give it all to you. Really? But they're hundreds of dollars more. Huh? Because it's probably easier. That's just easier for them. And I don't know. I guess it depends where you are. But this guy was cheaper because he keeps it. I guess he sells it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Nothing That's like right. that homegrown Texan honey.
1: I, I'll be honest with you. It tastes like crap. <laughs> you know what it tastes like? It tastes like... Uh,
0: uh, oh, you know why it tastes like crap? It has that um that mold... That invisible mold that people are always going on about with homeowners. It Oh, black mold. Yeah, there you go. The black mold. It could have maybe. been a little of
1: that. It could have been a little bit. The the two cans, the, the two giant aerosol cans of wasp and hornet killer. I sprayed at them. Could have been that. Over the last few couple months. It, did, <laughs> it didn't even do a dent. Like now that I, now that I saw like what was up in there and like all the, like they, they, they would grab these clumps of uh, honeycomb and honey and just dump it in a like a trash bag and a bucket. So this had like these trash bags full of comb and honey and and like dead bees. (laughs) It's pretty, it's pretty nasty. That's
0: high. High tech as fuck. Part of
1: the process is you got to like clean the dead bees and shit out out of your honey before you can enjoy it. So, um, but I think that uh, like I've seen honey on the shelf. I appreciate it now because it's like from, a certain field in Germany. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or or something like that, where there's certain wildflowers that are really sweet. And I'm like, Oh, the bees around here are just, they're feeding on like shitty home Depot perennials, you know, like in the neighborhood. Right. Or like dandelions or I don't know what, you know, but there's not like
0: nothing exotic.
1: Yeah. I wonder and the honey has to taste a little bit like your local wildflowers, I guess, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really good. I had I tried it in tea a couple times and I was like this doesn't taste right. Tastes like tastes like I'm drinking dandelions or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, it's funny when you were talking earlier about your encounter because it must be the weed, but I was just imagining you with some boxing gloves on versus of the bee with more boxing gloves on. It was like that, edge.
1: man. I, i'm not even i was having like a, this experience where i was swatting and i was like oh my god i, I look like a, i'm like i'm that idiot on the street
0: if we have any artists listening please someone draw that up for us and send it in yeah i was
1: like swatting and then after it was Your all over had i had it. i had to like retrace my steps to like find the stuff like find my shirt <laughs> my hat
0: you're all disoriented where are my belongings yeah, i was like I, yeah <laughs> like i
1: dropped everything like my beer my you know actually you know what the i didn't even have a beer you know I had a diet Coke, but I dropped that. I had to like retrace where I was like throwing stuff in the air. Like maybe like, maybe the bees <laughs> will chase this diet Coke. <laughs> maybe if I throw my sunglasses up in the air, the bees will attack it. But no, it was, it was bad. Yeah. I could see like, if you were like out in the desert, you're de- yeah. You're dead. Like you're dead. Like there's nowhere to run.
0: Wait, are bees known to hang out in the desert?
1: No, nah, I mean, I don't know. If you kicked over like a, uh, I don't know, a, a honeybee's nest or something, you didn't have somewhere like somewhere to get to. Like oh, you're, you. you're in yeah. trouble. Like if there's not someone else that's like you know a better target, you're in trouble, like big trouble. Yeah, I could see how people could die from that.
0: Hey, speaking about being in big trouble in the desert, what if the desert had bears? So not only did you have to worry about Mother Nature, you know, trying to kill you slowly, also had bears coming after you.
1: I don't know. Maybe there are some. I feel like there maybe is a desert bear. And I mean, like they have an Arctic fox. Right. Like there's a desert bear. Maybe not. Or at least a bear that covers some uh, frozen tundra. I guess a polar bear.
0: Well, yeah, but but there's water. I'm talking strictly desert bear.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that would be bad. I guess you could see it a ways coming, you know, like see it a long ways away.
0: Right. Good luck out running it. Yeah. So let's move on to the next, you know, no, I think we're
1: done, done talking about bees.
0: Yeah. They, they've had enough excitement. We've had enough bee talk for one episode.
1: So um, last week you guys talked about Johnny Depp and Amber heard that trial came to a conclusion today.
0: And what'd you think? Are you, are you relieved at the outcome, are you happy at the outcome? I should say,
1: man, I, I really haven't been paying attention that closely. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait, hold I, up. You know, I knew I do the one person chat in the other person's bed. And then the other one person did not shit in someone else's bed. <laughs> so like, you know, part of me is like, that's all I need to hear to know who's, who's the problem in the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what if the what if the what if Johnny Depp's team was that's all they did was like that's all they did. They just came out, they did she shat in the bed, arrest my case.
0: <laughs> I would have condemned And every you, time any anytime you had to go and just, you know, go back on and cross yeah. examine or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That was just always be your argument. She shat yeah. on the bed. She shat in the bed. Yeah. Like
1: everybody that's universal. Like everybody knows, like it's universal. Like who, who the problem is right there. Yeah. Mm. Even Lorena Bobbitt didn't shit in, in John Wayne Bobbitt's bed.
0: I mean, she took it a bit, a step further though. And that's true. So, yeah, I mean, while not as disgusting, it's still like an, a crazy, uh, you know, act.
1: I was just thinking of like worst wives, worst, you know, worst female companions and her name came to my head. So I just blurted out something that didn't make a lot of sense.
0: Hey, I do have to blurt something out that does make sense. Shout out to monkey's uncle. He's over here talking about the Gobi bear. It's a subspecies of the Brown bear. I knew it. Is it a desert bear? Yeah. It's over in the Gobi desert in Mongolia. See? So if you ever find yourself out there in the Gobi desert, watch yourself. Really? Yeah, dude. Well,
1: Mongolians oh. are famous for their bear fighting skills.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say they're famous for their barbecue. That too.
1: That's what Genghis Khan was known for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a yeah. That you ever been to Genghis Grill? Right? Is that that's a thing? Right? Genghis no. Grill. Is that what that place is called?
0: Not over here. I think that just must be you know. A oh, is that just a Texas thing? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's a place where you go into it. (laughs) It's a place where you go in and you pick a bowl and you can stuff it as full as you can with meat and vegetables or whatever you want them to fry. Yeah. So you just like, you know, you got people in there with like a bowl and they've just got like a, you know, they perfected a mound of whatever, of shrimp or (laughs) the most expensive thing on top. Yeah. Yeah. And they fry it up for you. I love it. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a little gross, but yeah.
0: Well, you know, just don't fucking gorge yourself and you'll be all right. Well, yeah. You won't look at yourself in the, in the rearview mirror as you're driving home. Like, you fucking animal. What was that back there?
1: I feel like if they're going to allow me to dispense my own meats, I'm going to take it too far. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you think you
1: can't yeah. compose, keep your composure? No, nah, man. No, no. I'm, I'm going to abuse that system.
0: You're an animal, Chris.
1: I know. But anyway, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Yeah, Uh, so I think there's a lot of confusing headlines because one said not guilty, but I don't think it was like a case of guilty or not guilty. Um,
0: It was just a case of this is obvious, right? What are we doing here? Well, I don't know if
1: she I saw one that said and um, I saw one that said he won $15 million in defamation and she won $2 million. So it's like. That's weird. I didn't know that was possible. Like they're like, she, he, she owes him 15 million and he owes her 2 million.
0: Right. I mean, that's beside all the lawyer, the attorney costs, right?
1: Oh, I guess they have to do that. So the attorneys get their cut. Otherwise it'd just be like, he owes her or she owes him 13 million. Let's just, you know, make it simple, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, they got to get their part of the transactions. Yep. So I don't know. I I feel like uh, I'm ready to see Johnny Depp in a movie again.
0: Are you your your heart's been clamoring for some Depp?
1: Well, you know he got real annoying for a long time, right? With the weird accent and the the scarves and the makeup and just you know just strange, which is fine, but just also kind of annoying.
0: I feel you know? I feel like it's gonna take that up a notch a notch. You know, after well, wonder, this is all blows over after you i hope not from
1: this i hope not i hope i don't know i don't know i don't know And it turns out like he was just you know he was just hammered the whole time like all he's just, <laughs> he's just been hammered the last 20 30 years <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> everything's just like a blur to him like huh yeah honestly? like
1: yeah 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 um but i don't know but at the same time but also like yeah well Yeah, maybe he was a douchebag and he was wearing too many bracelets and scarves (laughs) as uh, Adam Krola would say, but it's Chick Shat in his bed, you know, (laughs) it's like time served, you know, he's been punished. He's been punished enough. So, and and it seems like she might never work again. You know what I mean? Like I, I can see her never like getting a decent role ever again.
0: Right. Imagine the studios talking amongst themselves, like, "Look, she crapped in a bed. What? What's stopping her from crapping in one of the trailers? Yeah, at work on set. Like,
1: I, I don't. I don't know that she was that great of an actress in the first place. Like, when you take away the looks, right? You now the the looks, you know, still hot, but a little tarnished by the uh, the the bed shitting. The risk of, you know, having your bed shat in. <laughs> so a little tarnished by that. But yeah, yeah."
0: You think know. it ever crossed his mind that she would crap on in on his bed? Like
1: and before it happened?
0: Yeah. Cause I know I'm sure he had to be, you know, taken in, into account like, okay, there's all these red flags.
1: Um yeah, probably did. Yeah, probably did. You know. I, he's probably seen weirder shit. <laughs> you know not no pun intended like he's probably seen weird you know he's probably been with weirder chicks
0: right like i don't know i mean how much weirder can it get for uh, maybe not aside as new, from you know actual scat weird player?
1: weird in the fact that like i, don't, I mean she seems like she would might be even threatened it at some point and it's it's also wow. weird how how they were recording each other so much like that's I mean, my i i wasn't paying attention but my impression of the trial was that they were just like rereading all their text messages and then playing (laughs) playing the voice recordings they had made of each other that were like hours long like that's like 80 percent of the trial was just playing those voice recordings that's that was my impression as someone that wasn't really paying attention that much
0: i can't help but view this through the lens of like some kid in high school so like this whole thing just feels like such like a overblown like he said she's well i mean it's not that but because obviously she crafting in his bed but it's just like all the minutia involved in between it's just like man there's some petty motherfuckers are like crazy motherfuckers out there it's just
1: well it's been a dark week dark <laughs> it's been a dark week dark week and a half here in texas mm. you know not that to get on the morbid, but like you know, right. I've got some thoughts on it, like some fucking some emotions about it, you know, like That's uh, some
0: unfortunate turn of events, man. Yeah, man,
1: my son just graduated fourth grade like three days before that all happened, you know, so it's like I could kind of like picture him in his class, you know, just was just in his classroom, you know, at the end of the year, party or whatever thing. and um yeah, it's, it's like really easy to imagine the space and all that. so it's kind of crazy and uh i don't know i was just thinking about the whole johnny depp thing when it when it happened i was like you know what like people i'm not saying that like the trial is why that happens but it's like i bet you this shooter i bet this piece of shit i bet his parents his mom was probably aware of the trial you know what i mean yeah like i bet in the week preceding you know the horror was it last tuesday you know i bet in the week preceding like this you know This piece of shit's mother, you know, was probably watching some Johnny Depp trial, like knew more about the trial. And this is just conjecture, but you can imagine like knew more about the trial or like, you know, people know what was going on
0: under her own roof.
1: I bet there are a lot of people out there in America, a lot more like, uh, you know, Ramos families that like um, the parents know more about the inner workings of Johnny Depp's relationships than they do their what their own kids are doing. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not even try to be funny. It's like, it's, it's really fucked up, you know? Um, it's really crazy. You know, it's kind of sick of like people not taking care of their kids and just unleashing these monsters, you know? Like, what if, and the kid's dad, you know, because there's a lot of like, a lot of heat on the sheriffs and the sheriff departments and like a lot of memes.
0: There should be, man. What the Yeah, a lot of
1: memes about the cow- like the police being cowards or whatever. I'm still kind of like enough change in the first few days and the story that was told that I'm still waiting for some there's got to be some other key information. Because we have no idea what's going on that hallway for all that time. Like right. conversations, yelling, were they trying to like it hasn't been said, yes or no, whether or not they were like yelling and able to communicate with the guy in the classroom. Yeah, there hasn't been anything said about that. Like, were some guys saying, let's go in there, and the the chief was like, no? Or were all that just, like, just standing there doing nothing, like, saying nothing? I don't know. But there's a lot of criticism of those guys, fine. But, like, you know, what if this fucking guy's dad, career criminal, what if he would have called him the night before and been like, hey, son, you want to go to lunch tomorrow?
0: Yeah. You You know? I mean, it. was it what your fault what was just what?
1: Um, he was interviewed briefly. Okay. So little attention paid on the parents. You know, I mean, I guess I kind of understand a little bit, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, so little attention paid to that, But no, he was interviewed briefly, and he said that he lived in that town. Like they all live there. They all live there in that town. So part of it's a community too. Like. Community, you need to start looking after your people. You know, you need to start looking after your kids. Like, schools need to notice when kids drop out, you know, kids drop out. And like, that kid's been in that school his district his entire life, you know, and he just drops out a senior year. And they just, you know, I don't know, got some questions about do they do any kind of outreach, you know, but like the parents, like, there's no focus on the parents at all. And what are they what are they doing? They're doing nothing. They totally neglect their children, their kid, you know I'm not saying they could they could have been a loving family and all that never happened, but you know
0: hold on, your you know. connection got all um buggy right now. Your connection is choppy as hell, man. it I, is I can't hear you. You look okay to me. Look okay. Are you still there? I'm here. All right, cool. No, we're back then because yeah, the connection got hella choppy and buggy there for a moment. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Might be my
1: internet. We have some guy coming out Saturday to fix it all up. But yeah, I was just saying, I'm sick of sick of um, you know, we complain that we're like focused on all the wrong things and not focused on, hey people, raise your fucking kids. Stop neglecting your kids. It's as simple as that. You know, there's too many things out there. There's mental illness. There's too many things out there that are negative that you can't just let your children, like children that are like 14, 15, just go out in the wild unsupervised. You know, damn. Not enough attention focused on that because I know it's so hard. But it's like you can ban this, you can make a new law, whatever. But, you know, take care of your fucking kids. You know, tell your kids you love them. Uh, Don't neglect them. Ignore them. Like, uh, he was a loner. He kept to himself is not okay. I have a suggestion.
0: Make an effort to get him some friends. Yeah.
1: And then kids in school.
0: Hmm. There's probably a lot of
1: kids like that are really broken up. It's like, you know. What'd you do last week, you know, to the weirdo that walks down the hall that no one talks to, do you, you know, say hi to him, smile at him, whatever, anything, you know, or do you just stay in your click, you know,
0: uh, from my limited experiences, a lot of the time it was just easier for people to just gang up on them, which is, yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now they're real sad, but it's like, you know, we'll just go back to business as usual because their parents are checked out don't instill any values in them either, you know? I joke around about bullying sometimes, but, like, I don't think bullying, like, helpless one kid is okay, you know? Like, my type of bullying was, like, as seniors, we picked on freshman kids, like, as a group, (laughs) you know? Not the one weirdo, like, in the corner. Like,
0: all of you are going to get bullied. Bullied. All of
1: you. Yeah, all of you.
0: There's communist bullying over here in this high school.
1: Yeah. So there's a difference between, you know, like. Hazing, like whatever, and
0: right, right, right. You know, Like
1: really trying to like make yourself feel, make your shitty self feel better by picking on some helpless, you know, weirdo. Yeah, you know, but like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, what are you telling your kids? You know,
0: it's are your kid.
1: You know, are your kids out there like trying to, you know, like do any kind of outreach across the cafeteria, or whatever? Are they just stay in their clique. Yeah. Know? Um neighbors
0: that you mentioned that because i noticed looking back now certain instances when i was growing up like certain classmates it was just like oh they were angry or they were lashing out at their peers because whatever was going on like eventually you find out through word of mouth or just overhearing that like you know their parents are getting a divorce or just like some fucking turmoil back at the house so
1: way too much turmoil going on for kids You know um way too much turmoil you know so i mean it's like to me it, when this happens it's like oh okay yeah yeah terrific but it's gonna happen for sure um you can fantasize about banning guns and then like what does that really mean that means like you know that's yeah that's decades in court fights yeah um constitutional amendment that will never happen uh that those are fantasies i've I've said it on social media like you know thoughts and prayers are just as good as fantasizing about banning guns it's like wasting you're just wasting electrons I have a suggestion what's that a little harsh maybe what if like because I kind of get down to like what's gonna wake parents up like all parents you know because well all parents you know to like take care of their kids you know and stop neglecting their kids like what's going to wake people up to that it's like i you know i've talked about it before like when when minors commit heinous crimes they should just they should charge the parents and like if you didn't produce this monster then it's your responsibility to make sure they don't do damage you know so, but in this case, like, I don't know what would happen uh, if some victim, you know, like, you know, family members of the victims decided that the family of the shooter of the killer just shouldn't exist anymore. Right. You know, what if there was just some, I don't know, some uh, people just took matters in their own hands. And it sent a message to communities that if you neglect your kids, do terrible things, bad things may happen back to you. Like the shit will not be tolerated. Cause it really like the reason that parents neglect their kids is because they can, and they can get away with it. Right.
0: Like, yeah. And then you also society the won't let their
1: kids starve. Right. Like, if you don't, if you just stop paying for shit, like, society will start picking up the tab like they just you know when they graduate high school they just won't you know you know they won't have money for the hat or the car they won't have any money to you know they won't go to college unless they get it themselves like just you know i don't know
0: have you ever come across any delusional parents that think they're doing a good job at raising their kid but you've seen evidence to the contrary
1: I mean, all of us, (laughs) all of us really, (laughs) like, I really, like, I really think like the problem with this, these things is like, we're all guilty Mm. and we're all guilty of like, just paying way too much attention to bullshit and negative stuff, letting way too many things slide, you know, like I let my kids do things that my parents would have like smacked the shit out of me for, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. It's just a matter of like, you know, I don't know. We're all we're all kind of like let a lot of things slide. Mm-hmm. A lot of things slide. A lot of kids seeing things way early. I was just reading a thing, uh, this has been known for a long time, but like I think over like the the 80s and 90s and like in the last 20 years, like girls hit puberty a full one year earlier than they used to, like in the 70s, I think.
0: Mm. Is it all the chemicals in the food? Uh,
1: big part of it is like uh, well, they're saying like obesity is number one, although it does happen in girls that are not obese, whatever. But they try to they kind of try to pin it on. But number two is like, yeah, the plastics plastics, environmental stuff. Um, So you have kids like Literally getting older faster and being, and then being exposed to just, you know, I don't know, more violence, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And we're all guilty of it. So I don't know. I guess, you know, most parents like really love on their kids and all that and like, you know, expose them to a lot of those things, but at the same, you know, let them play Grand Theft Auto. started to let my son play red dead redemption a little bit <laughs> not well, not, like- not grand theft auto not grand theft auto but um yeah red but dead. you let you let your kids you expose your kids to these things and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you show love on them so that they have values and they they feel good yeah you know, that's another thing like this kid like man i can't imagine like you know that either the guy just like went berserk or right literally felt like no one in the world cared about him at all and therefore he valued no human life like zero value for any human life not even his own you know
0: yeah it's a fucked up uh, mental state to be in yeah man yeah to take it out on others is that does nothing
1: yeah i'm still i still want to know like what happened like it's still not clear to me like the time, the whole timeline. So
0: how far are you from where it happened?
1: Oh, hours. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of towns like that that are, you know, hour or two away from like the DFW area, you know, Mm -hmm. that are like really in the middle of nowhere. Or they feel like they're in the middle of nowhere. They're very, they feel probably, they feel very much like the school did 20, 30 years ago. Right. You know, so if a door doesn't lock, like, you know, it's like just not a major concern. Cuz I guess that's part of it, like the door was supposed to be locked, it didn't lock. I don't know. Some that the story changed about that a few times, but and then also like I think I've talked about it before, like this this whole CYA culture, like just cover your ass. The reason a lot of these this initial stories were lies is because people are covering their ass. Mm. Like Talking about a door was left open. Then it was like, oh no, the same video they said, you know, like they showed, they said that video evidence showed the door was propped open. Well, the same video showed that the door was also, the rock was kicked out and like the door closed. Like <laughs> they just forgot, forgot to mention that part. Yeah. But then that door normally locks, but it didn't lock. And it's like a mystery, like why it wasn't lo- why it didn't lock. It's like, eh, I don't think it's a mystery why it didn't lock. Because it wasn't locked. <laughs> if it's normally locked and it just didn't lock that day, then uh, either someone didn't close it or someone had unlocked it.
0: Yeah. You know? For those of you watching on YouTube, take a shot every time Chris says lock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hey, well, yeah. not it's feel- it's crazy,
1: but I don't know, man, people just, just take care of your damn kids already.
0: Yeah. Well, not to date you, make you feel, you know, like a different gen, but growing up in your high school days, What's like, as far as, you know, violence amongst, you know, the students, it was just like a normal, like what, like fist fights? maybe someone might bring a knife to school or like, what's the craziest shit you ever hmm. heard when about? I, when
1: I was in high school, I went to a small high school. It was only 200, 200 guys. There was a guy, a boy's school and a girl's school, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they, they were separated. There's 200 guys. I think it was my senior year. We had a an, an impromptu field day. Right we're we all to get to go outside. And apparently there was a bomb threat that got called in. Uh, there was no internet. And so like, if there was information to be had back then, like that means like some reporter, like with a you know, pencil and paper would have to go somewhere and like track people like down and like ask like what happened, you know, and then drive across town to somewhere else to like dig into it more. Right. Like pre-internet being a reporter must've sucked. You know what I mean?
0: How much, uh, traveling travel is involved. Drive time. <laughs> yeah. Like if you <laughs>
1: drove across town and someone it's didn't like, give you, didn't give you information, you'd have been really pissed off. Right. Like, like you owe me gas money.
0: It's like your Thomas guide becomes like a, a moonlights as your journal. You're just yeah. writing your thoughts in there.
1: That like, no, no. I mean, this was not a school where anybody was going to, you know, like, yeah, no, this was not a school where that was going to happen. I went to a middle school. That was a little, little, uh, more diverse, I guess. Uh fist right. fights, just fist fights. But then if if there was something, if something horrible happened in another part of the country like this, like you, the only way you would know about it is like there's like a like a 10 minute segment of the nightly news dedicated to it. Right. Um, and maybe like the front page of your local newspaper for a few days or something, but
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, it was never wall it, things could not be wall to wall, you know, coverage. And no, I can't remember. I do remember in my elementary school, every classroom had an exit door.
0: Two doors, that's... one one answer, one through exit, or
1: well, one from the hallway where you'd go in. You know, like the lockers were out there, what, what, whatever, and then there was an exit outside, right from the classroom, like every oh, classroom, so like a, a yard or whatever, just outside
0: to a field, I should say,
1: mm-hmm. to a sidewalk that led to the playground or courts or whatever.
0: Gotcha, I, gotcha.
1: I guess that's not common anymore. My son's school was built in the last six years, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, they have these pods where it's like a horseshoe and there's classrooms around the edge, you know, around the outside, but then there's like a big area in the middle right, where they can have TVs and whatnot. And, um, and there's an exit on the end of that pod, but there's no exit out of every classroom. So, like, a lot of these things happen. I'm just like, I I imagine where I went to elementary school, Kearney Elementary in Parkville, Parkville, Maryland. (laughs) Like, every classroom had an exit door. So, if there was something like this that happened, like, every classroom where it wasn't happening, they would all just be running out the exit door and just be gone. Like, be out. But the way the schools are designed now, they're all, like, trapped in there that sucks but i guess that's what they want they want like only one entrance or one exit or something so
0: um considering how many kids there are in a building that's the last thing you'd want you want as many you know to be able to you know just disperse not have like a fucking actual jam of humanity just like we can't get out it's a bottleneck here
1: i'm trying to think if like back then i i don't even think that door was locked like, I, th- I think that most students would not because you weren't supposed to. But if you just got up and went over and pushed that door open, yeah, like it would just open and the teacher would be like, You're, you know, go to the principal's office. Like, you weren't supposed to do that, but you could just open it. Yeah.
0: I'm still having a good time at the name Carney Elementary. Were there any actual Carneys at this school?
1: No, it was C A R N E Y, hmm. not I E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my parents were uh traveling circus workers. <laughs> so literally it was a Carney, Carney elementary
0: school. I mean, there's your uh John Hughes coming of age movie right there, bro. The time that you spent your life as a you yeah. know, traveling Carney.
1: I guess it's probably it's probably deemed more of a risk to have a, a just an open door at every classroom than yeah. I don't know if windows open in these classrooms anymore either.
0: I don't know. They didn't, they opened partially back when I was in high school, mm-hmm. like you'd be able to crack them open a bit, but that's just so it wouldn't get all stuffy and gross yeah. in the classroom. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know.
1: <clears throat> well, nothing's going to change until like culturally people are like, you should take care of your kids.
0: Well, it's like you said earlier is we're all guilty of, well, all the parents are guilty of, you know, What was it that you said guilty of what, when it came to, well,
1: letting it slide, letting things slide, you you know, like exposing kids to earlier things, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, if you're taking care of your kids and you're instilling values in them and you're talking to them and you're there, they can see a lot of crazy stuff and be fine, (laughs) you know, but if you're neglecting your kids, if you know, the mom's like a drug addict, whatever, the dad's a career criminal in and out of prison, just like petty, like assault, robbery that kind of shit you know um i don't know the kid's doomed and then like there's an assumption that the the grandma who he shot in the face shot her in the forehead
0: god damn
1: there's an assumption that she's like a sweet old granny you know
0: (laughs) and that's how he treats her good lord
1: well there's an assumption that she's like a doting granny right Uh but it's but at the same time the the grandfather was just like I don't, you know, doesn't know anything about the kid. Like, he's just like, I go to work every day. I come back. I don't know. He's stuck you know, in like, like, just, they just say he's a loner. He just stuck to himself. It's like, oh, okay. Right. Well, it's your grandson. It's not a fucking tenant renting a room from you. <laughs> you know,
0: it's your, yeah. it's, your, it's
1: your flesh and blood. So, yeah, my suggestion is like the people of that town and other towns, like, just be like, all right, the family, you know, either kill yourselves or we're going to do it for you. Like you need to go, you need to be gone. That's it. So that people extreme measures, man. Well, I'm just like, I don't want this shit to happen. So I'd like, I would like people in my neighborhood to know that if you don't raise your kids, right. And your kids do something horrific to me, I'm coming after you. Like, cause your kid's probably dead or whatever. I don't care. You know, like I'm going to hold you responsible. I think there was more of that back in the olden days.
0: You know, during frontier years,
1: like these parents are just like, oh, he just kept to himself, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, I, we lived in the same town. We had a okay relationship. but he just kept to himself. It's like, okay, we're just going to let people slide. And like these parents slide like that. There should be fucking people with pitchforks outside their door.
0: Off yourself. I'm sure they have been. I mean, they just, I hope there has been. I don't know. Well, they're probably like town pariahs and they're just like, they're drive them out by, you know, different means. It's like, we won't sell you. We won't sell you anything. You, you won't be able to survive here. So you got to go.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Off yourself or we're coming after you or get the F out of town. Don't ever come back here again. I'm not talking about like maybe, maybe cousins can stay,
0: <laughs> but anybody
1: <laughs> in the immediate, but anybody in the immediate family has got to go. Okay. Got to send a message, man. Got to because there's no, there's no like, uh, there's no other than sadness for these parents that created this monster that neglected this kid. Yeah. Um, and again, I was saying like, you know, there's the assumption as a doting grandmother. Well, I don't know. Her daughter's a drug addict, married a career criminal.
0: Oh, why didn't anybody dote on the grandma instead of shooting her in the fucking face, uh, man? That's so much Also,
1: stuff. the granddad. Um, he said he wasn't aware that he had purchased those two rifles. Um And the granddad has a record A felony record So if he was aware He would have had to report it Because he's not allowed to have firearms in his house So Apparently he's got some priors He's not allowed to even own a handgun Or any kind of weapon Yeah. So like yeah The whole family's got to go But now they're just like Oh these poor oh, oh the mom grandmother Oh you know they had no idea yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit I don't give a shit
0: you're not having it
1: i mean they literally people want to blame like a uh, like a, fa- a fantasy concoction or like a group of unknown people called the gun lobby yeah like they literally want to blame the gun lobby or like ammunition manufacturers before they blame the parents or even the grandparents that to me that's insane that's insane well,
0: no one wants to have that uncomfortable conversation
1: well, start having it or I'm coming after you.
0: <laughs> That's the fucking slogan that you're campaigning on.
1: I mean, what is the message that society can send to where people take care of their effing kids and do not neglect their children? What other message can we send to society to get people to start doing this? Not 85% of us, you know. Um 99.9% of us
0: a 2020 Friday night special where they highlight all these tragic events. And they're just like, this is what happens when you don't raise your kids. Right.
1: Yeah. They're all like that. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, we can talk about, you can find like the one like Christian extremist, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. Like these, these people don't come from like intact families that go to church every Sunday and do activities together. They don't, they don't, they never do somehow. Like, but somehow like those people have become like labeled as like, you know, extremists. I don't know. I'm sure like in that town, like a lot of people in the community are just like, I wish, I wish I had done something different. I'd like to hear from all the teachers, the heroic teachers that this boy had. Uh, Not an elementary school because they make the elementary school teachers, rightly so. I mean, a couple of them are victims like into heroes, and it's like not a peep from the high school teachers that uh, didn't notice that he would drop out of school. Still waiting for a high school teacher, a a hero to come out and and talk about how he tried to mentor this young boy, you know, know, or defend him when he saw that he was uh, struggling
0: that takes time and effort. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: it does take effort, doesn't it, heroes? Or they're just a factory pushing people through. You know, it's like I'm I'm in all fairness, I'm sure you know, you know, people have to come to reckoning with that kind of stuff themselves. I'm sure there are a lot of teachers at that high school that are just like looking at themselves like, yeah.
0: So I, we're partly to blame.
1: I could have done something. Like a lot of teachers are like, I literally did nothing other than take roll call. I could have done literally anything, something more, anything. Yeah. It's one thing if it happens in like a huge city, but you know, it's like you can't kind of claim this hometown mentality and this community thing and then just neglect your community. And then one of your own community members is so neglected and you know, it does something so horrific. So I don't know. That's just me. Sorry. No,
0: it's fine. I mean,
1: it's rough, man. I just don't want it to happen. It's really, uh, you know, I'm fucking sick of like, and then having like people just run their mouth and just gibberish. That doesn't
0: do anything. Um,
1: When the real problem is
0: all of us. Go start policing ourselves better then. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Adam Kroll always talks about like, you know, we treat we treat smokers worse than deadbeat dads. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I've
0: been on the receiving end of some of some misguided uh yeah. smokers' rage. So I know what yeah. you mean. It's weird. Like,
1: we, you know, yeah, we smokers are pariahs and like deadbeat dads. Oh, you know, you know, you know how things go sometimes. You just out down on luck. It's like, oh, no, no, he's neglecting his children. (laughs) We're just lucky. We're lucky uh, that most kids don't suffer from some horrible mental illness. Can't tell if you're
0: being sarcastic there.
1: No, I mean, we are. Okay. Because it's kind of a numbers game where it's like, wow, you got a lot of parents in the United States just checked out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not just poor you know all you know socioeconomic classes a lot of parents checked out a lot of Mm -hmm. parents letting social media and society raise their kids and you know they're probably gonna get lucky you know their kids will be like i I like to have all the stuff that i see everybody else have so i better like you know kind of you know not do anything crazy and important you know just kind of do what I got to do to get the stuff that everybody else has got. But, you know, there's going to be some that are just like, I don't like this. You know, this angers me. And then some clicks and then, you know. I don't know.
0: Well, I think we... Oh, the few people that are watching at home. Uh, some moving it to a lighter note. Some
1: yeah. What can we yeah? What
0: top we Gun talk? discussion. Close the show out with a little bit of Top Gun talk. Since you know, finally, the new. movie. You saw released. the new one. Yeah, I did. All right.
1: You saw yeah. the new one, but you haven't seen the old one in a long time.
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been quite a while since I watched the original.
1: And I watched the old one with my son last week in preparation to take him to see the new one.
0: And what would you think of the old one? Does it hold oh, up? Oh,
1: man. it.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I mean, volleyball montage aside, does it hold up?
1: I'm able to say that it holds up spectacularly. You know, uh, it's an incredible movie. It's an amazing film. It is also ridiculous on every level. It's ridiculous. You know, like the dialogue. <laughs> the dialogue, like it's kind of um, like the movie works. Right. But if you were to go, like, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm not sure if anybody that, you know, like if someone went to film school, they could do this. But if you like dissected the dialogue and you looked at the dialogue between the characters on paper. Yeah. Like, it's just like insane people like talking to each other, like the conversation between Iceman and and Maverick, you know, like they, they're, they're not even really conversations. You know what I mean? They're like, like two guys just like talking in a couple cliches, like,
0: like and they're just throwing cliches back and forth. Yeah, they're just like,
1: it? I'm gonna say a cliche or two, and then you're gonna say one back with attitude. <laughs> but it works, it really works. But the conversations are nonsensical. The love story between Tom Cruise and her, like, you know it's gonna happen, so you just go along with it. But like the convert the dialogue between the two of them is insane. Yeah, uh, it's just like <laughs> like like it's just it, it's just it's terrible. And then the last part is the um the aerial combat footage from right. top gun. And I don't know. Hopefully people understand what I'm saying. Cause it's so bad, but it's so good. Like it's like, it's like they just took random aerial combat videos and just randomly put them in to the movie because like at there's maybe one or two scenes where you can tell what's going on. Otherwise right. there's just two planes in the sky. Like one looks like it's in front of the other, but then like, but it's really but it's really maverick behind the other one. It's like they're really like I feel like they were they they were like this our aerial combat footage is so bad mm-hmm. that we'll just randomize it <laughs> and we'll just like spin the wheel to see which one we place here and there in the movie, <laughs> and then we'll just have we'll have Maverick and Goose and Iceman talking and describing what's happening. so you hear a lot of Maverick like I'm moving in behind him like you know like and like describing what he's doing and it's like you're moving in behind him but on the screen i see your jet like up here and the other yeah it's like yeah it's like it's really bad footage i'm (laughs) i'm really excited for the new one because it's got to be that much better it's got to be so much better like visually
0: it's visually like you know stunning to look at so i enjoyed that aspect of it um I, I was
1: trying to watch it and like listen to the dialogue from a you know, through my son's viewpoint of like ten year old, and he was just like, "What? What are they even saying to each other?" Like, I get that they're fighting. Like, he, you know, like he gets that there's like the friction there. Yeah, and like you know, Maverick's the Maverick, and this guy is like the you know the perfect guy, uh, but like, like the that dialogue is just like nonsensical.
0: Should just turn to him and say, Look, there was a lot of people on cocaine in the 80s. So this is proof of it right here. I
1: do kind of say like this is what was good. Like, <laughs> like this is this is why you like had no interest in finishing Die Hard. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> something's just not right about it to them. Yeah. Right. Know.
0: I'm the new one, they do give a nice send up to the original. They have they open it up with some Kenny Loggins, danger zone. So I was just like, nice. oh wait, yeah. It, I thought, you know, the soundtrack was just going to be like some eighties revival, you know, fad. but no, it was just that, um, like you said, the visuals, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Like a, good. Yeah. It's I recommend you go check it out. On like the largest screen you can, if you have the opportunity. So you fully take it all in.
1: There was something I saw that, that the, the movie production had to pay like $11,000 an hour to use the jets.
0: I don't doubt it. Well, I was like, is that all?
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that, that's it. Hopefully that was like a bulk rate for like hundreds of hours. Cause I'm thinking if you're like an amateur movie producer and you can get like an hour of footage, (laughs) like you can get an hour of F 16 time, like for 11 grand, like that's not, that's a pretty good deal. Like you might want to skimp in other areas of your film to get like an hour of F 16 footage, but I'm sure I'm totally, you know, misunderstanding the whole story but this is be more
0: no way disparaging the film but it shows that they spent most of their budget on on the on the planes and yeah filming the planes the flight sequences i should say
1: well uh, another thing about the first one was that like maverick was kind of um like i don't think i don't know that like that's what we want in the military <laughs> <laughs>
0: just a reckless like he's pilot just, yeah like he's just rubbing. like
1: yeah he's just like breaking or like you know disregarding orders all the time
0: well i'll tell you something there's plenty of that in this one too so you won't be disappointed yeah yeah
1: it's like i don't get it like i don't get it like we're confused as a country like what we, <laughs> what we want
0: everyone in the army and the armed forces is reckless they just we fly want you to own. follow
1: the rules go by the rules but whenever you feel like you know you need to be a hero and just do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll look away. We'll turn away blindly. Don't worry.
1: It's hard to figure out. Like you better be right though. You know you better be right. It's true.
0: What I did like about this new the new movie is uh, Jennifer Connelly she plays a prominent role. So I'm glad she really? in. yeah.
1: That's that's interesting because she wasn't in the first one. Was uh was she? No.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: No, she wasn't in the first one. What about Meg Ryan? Did she, you know, she was Goose's wife in the first one. No, they didn't show her. They just talked about her. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about the, um, I saw an article that said that the original woman, Kelly McGinnis or whatever, I think that's her name. She was not in this movie. Is that true or was she in the movie?
0: No, she's not in this. Okay. Oh. Is it, is it,
1: I I saw Russ, Russ Meyer. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, from the grumpy bastards podcast, two grumpy bastards. He posted that it was pretty patriotic. Is that true?
0: Uh, yeah. There's a, a, you know, gratuitous flag display on full effect and full effect in this movie.
1: What about <laughs> who was the enemy?
0: That was what stood out to me is that it's just some nondescript enemy. They just kept referring to the enemy as the enemy. We've learned that the enemy, the enemy is the enemy. The enemy, really? the enemy. Yeah. It
1: wasn't like North Korea or Russia. No, no,
0: no. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know like if they're a rogue
1: would. nation. Like, yeah. Uh, just like
0: some nondescript rogue enemy is out here causing some drama and we need you to step in and, and save the day.
1: They didn't even make up a country like, um, no, nope, Mar- they the just Avengers had a base.
0: Did. No, they just had some d- clandestine base and, and nestled in between some mountains. Dang. Yeah. It was just the was enemy like fighting Cobra. Yeah, it was kind of like they were fighting Cobra. Oh, yeah. You Cobra Kai.
1: It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a pretty good movie. Like, mix it all up.
0: Top right. Gun,
1: fighting Cobra Kai.
0: You know. That'd be the ultimate oh. 80s mashup right there, man. That's weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to, like, we don't know, like, who's going to be our, you know, like, you got to be careful because that could be our real enemy, like, tomorrow.
0: So. Yeah. I don't know if the writers did that consciously. It's just like, look, we don't want to start any. We don't just want don't want to get any flags. So we'll just refer to the enemy as the enemy.
1: It might not be a bad idea. Like, what was the country that the Marvel, the Avengers made up to destroy? Slovakistan, oh. Slovakistan Kekistan.
0: Oh, fuck. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Maybe that's a good idea. So it's like we just keep making movies where like our like we're just like war gaming with Russia and China and North Korea. Like
0: it's like we'll film it in Amsterdam, but we won't refer to it as Amsterdam. Yeah. Just a
1: just a rogue island nation. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda's gone rogue.
0: <laughs> yeah, they started collecting nuclear uh armaments, and it's just like, yo, what's up? Wakanda forever.
1: <laughs> I like Wakanda. <laughs> i like how it's the most civiliz- civilized civilized uh, the um civilization in the in the history of humankind but it, you could still be their leader by fighting well you
0: know they got to keep some traditions alive yeah, by just yeah. like
1: challenging the leader to a fist fight
0: yeah i mean that's it goes it's as old as prostitution fighting
1: You get a fact if Robbie was here, you'd fact check that for
0: us. <laughs> oh, uh, he's here at spirit. Shout out to Robbie Spotlight. Yeah, uh,
1: so, so Top Gun One, you recommend or Top Gun Two, you recommend it.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's good to look at, it's enjoyable. Um, the only the other thing that really gave me a good laugh was uh, John Ham's character. And when you watch it, come back and and okay, I'll I'll see what I'll see if you if you I know hope, what I'm talking about.
1: I hope John Ham's a good guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he seems pretty genuinely likable and funny.
0: He is. He's a cool dude. I mean, yeah. From all that I've all the interactions I've seen him in, but you never know. And now he's he's interacting
1: with flow on progressive commercials. now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's coming full circle for him. I mean, he, he got big off that madman show where he worked in an advertising firm and now he's over here, you know, dominating the advertising world. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah, this uh, Top Gun Maverick, go out and watch it. It's a good time.
1: I would say go back and. Well, you know what? If you weren't alive to see Top the original Top Gun when it was out, I would say don't don't go see it.
0: You don't want to you know, give people the benefit of the doubt to do their due diligence and
1: watch it. I don't know. I mean, you can. Um, but what are you saying? That- me, I can go. I can put myself back in a place where. When seeing Top Gun in the theaters was, well, like, literally like one of the coolest things you've, you've ever seen.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I mean, even though like,
0: even even though, even though your
1: brain's like, that doesn't look like you're the planes are <laughs> doing that, like you're still like, this is incredible. You know, this yeah. is incredible. in col- you know color and like just big screen, and you know the patriotic aspect of it too. Um, yeah, and, then, and the second time around, like. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with Val Kilmer, Iceman. I thought he was actually the the best. You know. You know, the, the ideal Navy pilot.
0: I think people were just giving him a hard time because they probably viewed him as some pretty boy back in the day.
1: Yeah, well, that was the that was a time where there was a there was a specific um, like a genre movie where and Tom Cruise did many of them, hmm. where he was like the young guy, you know, the young rebel. And I think he did like a like a football one, and maybe there was a hockey one, not him. I don't think he was in the hockey one, but there was a hockey one too, where brash young guy is you know great, you know has natural skills, goes, you know, is good in high school, goes to the big leagues or the next level, doesn't have the same success, you know, comes under the wing of an older mentor, right, you know that sets him straight. Uh, and also his best friend dies, you know, someone like someone very close to this character has to die, you know, like Goose. So there was like a genre a movie like that at that point where, I mean, and that's a, that's a, you know, I mean, it's a story. I mean, it's that, that story has been around for thousands of years, you know, but yeah, um, yeah, there was like a genre of movies in the eighties that were all about that.
0: Well, there's plenty of uh, tension between Goose Jr. and Tom Cruise in this too. So for those of you who
1: plays Goose Jr., I didn't know that.
0: Uh, miles teller from whiplash fame
1: is he back for revenge so, so now he's he back works, for closure he's back he works for, for cobra for
0: <laughs>
1: no or no he works for hydra
0: <laughs> hail hydra everybody
1: he's back for vengeance
0: yeah he's been stewing in his ventral juices
1: well maybe maybe tom cruise will just stop now what do you think with what Like he'll stop making any movie where he does he fly a plane in this movie?
0: Come on, Chris.
1: He does. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I assume he did, but I didn't want to, you know, then I thought to myself, well, what if it's, you know, what if it's a lot different than I thought?
0: They were actually just going to have him work as the, um, the flight deck crew this time around. He made a motorcycle. (laughs) Actually,
1: He's working flight crew but on his motorcycle with a hands-free.
0: <laughs> I think that's on the outtake reel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, uh, yeah. My son's coming of the age now where we can watch some really, uh, you know, like patriotic propagandistic <laughs> American movies together. And yeah, I can totally support it.
0: Well, should strap him in for some uh, saving private Ryan, then take them all the way
1: i don't know yeah i've told him i can't let I mean, he's not gonna watch that one yet but um
0: all right fine then sit him down for band of brothers that's just as good band of brothers is amazing yeah. yeah
1: it's one of the greatest series ever yeah
0: i'm surprised by how how dated it like i was watching it at my friend's house a few months ago and he has mm-hmm. a really nice tv and just watch even though it's from the early 2000s it still looks like extra even more dated i don't know because it just it shows all the detail and you know it's just it's weird. Like it it takes me out of it at some sometimes.
1: Yeah, I guess I was in like my late twenties when I watched Saving Private Ryan and then that series came about Band of Brothers. I gotta say it was kind of life changing. Um just the I don't know, for me, just the timing of it was kind of life changing and it just like really um I don't know the graphic nature of it, like the, the actors, the storytelling. I mean, just everything about it was like, really like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that like the John Wayne world war two movies that I watched when I was a kid, just didn't it, a little different than this, you know, a little different.
0: There was a disconnect.
1: Yeah. A little different than uh saving private Ryan's opening scenes.
0: Oh, dude, that's such know? a gnarly opening scene. God damn. But I think that, I mean,
1: hopefully like a lot of people <clears throat> felt that like, yeah, seeing that opening scene, I was like, wow. I remember where I was. It was my buddies. Yeah, you know? I was, like, blown away. Like, it was kind of like we were hanging out, just like, very, like, it's a movie night, drinks of beers, whatever. And, like, that starts. And it's just like, wow. Didn't expect that. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. You about ready to wrap it up, dude? Yeah. Before we was we there anything
0: rap- else we didn't cover? Yeah. I wanted to give a quick shout out to all the uh, All the supporters, all the viewers, all the watchers. Shout out to Quanon, Monkey's Uncle, Family of Three. I don't know where you're at, B. Frank. Celeste. What is it? Our past guest, Tatum. Everybody that's been here with us, joining us, thank you for tuning in. If you want to reach out to us, you can join us on the uh, Facebook group, Endless Runners. Just answer a question or two, and then you can, you know, hang out, have some fun, shoot the shit with us, Mm -hmm. or... Post up a few useless polls like I like to do from time to time. Uh you can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter and the Surrenders Podcast. And we're on what is it? Spotify. We're also up on YouTube if you want to subscribe there and just watch us live every Wednesday, mostly every Wednesday, now that you know, getting the bearings back. Uh, You can reach out to Robbie Spotlight on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other socials, Robbie Spotlight. Check me out, How We Figure. The podcast has been going okay lately. You know, been trying to stay consistent, having a good time with it. Also, uh, yeah, thank you. Follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, How We Figure. And thank you, everybody, for always tuning in, having fun with us, hanging out. We really appreciate it.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I second that. And I also say thank you for watching, listening. Really appreciate it. Hope everybody's having a great summer. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. This is Chris saying get it on.
0: Get it on, everybody. Shout out to Pantry Raiders.